What is going on out there? Lacrosse fans and sports betters alike. You thought you got rid of us and no, we're back. There were bye weeks to be had for us as well as you, the players, everybody. But it's another edition of Bet on Lacrosse. And boy, oh boy, are we pumped up. This is playoff edition numero dos as we had quarterfinal weekend, some fun on the episode then. Great weekend if you're an underdog fan. And uh, we'll get into a little bit of what happened. You know, you, you, you know now that we're two weeks removed from it, what ended up happening. We're going to preview each and every game on the board real nice and easy since there's two games on the board. What we're also going to get into, a uh, huge shout-out to a uh, new worker for us with our, uh, with our team that we have, our writing team, Parker Blake coming on and doing some serious number crunching. We're going to be unveiling a new segment today called BOL Trends. I think I got some stuff. I didn't even share it with Hutton or the co-host with the co-host, Doug Greenberg, quite yet because – it's that mind-blowing. We'll do our ATS rankings. We're going to get into the fact that Doug and I have completely converted Hutton into full degenerate status. We have some thoughts on playing futures this late in the season. And, of course, we're going to give you our best bets, our EMOs. So that is what is coming up on the semifinal edition of Bet on Lacrosse. I'm your host, Dan Alexander. And with me, as alluded to, the co-host with that co-most, Dougie Fresh. Dougie Greenberg, fresh off of the best hangover or worst hangover he's ever had in his life. Dougie, how are you doing other than nauseous? Uh, it was definitive. We're, we're going to go with worse. Not okay. Best, okay. For damn sure. So we're off to a real hot start. Um, I, I'm pretty good. I'm pretty good. All things considered. Uh, I didn't even mention that the AC is also broken in my house. So Jesus. I'm also like, I'm in, I'm like sweating in this room right now, but it's good. I'm, I'm sweating out all the alcohol um, until, you know, we all meet up next weekend and probably consume a little more as well, which like I, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing you guys, meeting you guys in person, actually, for the first time. Um, the thought of any type of alcohol entering my body is giving me chills. So not so in we'll, a good way, not good so, chills. So but. it's it's only natural for me to also welcome back into the show with us for the recording. It's been a while and we're happy that he's back doing the uh, the Miss America wave. Hutton Jackson back in the saddle and uh, he's not afraid of beer. In fact, he's enjoying a cold snack. His not new a beer. cold snack. His new favorite beverage. Hutton, great to see you, man. How have you been, brother? Nice to have you back on. I'm good. I found a new beer. It's essentially Miller Lite with a cooler name, Montucky Cold Snacks. And if they would like to sponsor the podcast, they are more than welcome to. You just the first gave, one's you just always gave free. The ad, you just gave them the ad for free. But first the first one's, one's always free. Yeah, first one's free. They make a good Next product. one's going to cost them. Next <laughs> one's going to cost them. But uh, yeah, I'm happy to be back. Uh, this is a rare week where I'm actually working days and not nights. So I'm able to join you guys and uh, happy to be back. Now, great to have you back, man, and excited for this week's episode. Of course, talking semifinals. If you missed the uh, the episode from uh, two weeks ago, we'll let you know. Doug and I both big fat losers on our best bet. Moving the best bet whenever it is a double best bet for Doug and I, we are a resounding. Oh, and two on our best bets. Love we it. had the cannons plus one and a half. They were unblemished as an underdog. They were, they were perfect against the spread as an underdog. All the numbers said it, but unfortunately, Doug, I think we said it on the first episode of the podcast, even your favorite bet 
even your favorite rock solid play is still going to lose just about half the time. That's just the peaks, mm-hmm. the valleys. You know this well from your daily column that you write, the rundown. Um, you know, even when all the numbers agree with you, the handicap agrees with you, the momentum behind the cannons agreed with us, still doesn't matter. We don't get to the counter with the ticket. And that's just how it goes sometimes. Yeah. And I guess looking back on it in hindsight, and this is, and you know what, this is one of those things in betting. Here's another, another betting axiom, right? Um, sometimes you just fall so in love with a bet. And like, and, and like you were saying, like half the time it actually will pan out. One thing I did on the rundown this week was um, first college football games of the year, week zero. I saw uh, Illinois or Nebraska giving points on the road. And I was like, madness absolute madness like you cannot possibly like no way like there's no chance and I and I knew it in my heart of hearts I was like this is the bet I know it so I took Illinois plus seven and it worked out right Illinois won the game straight up so that's a situation where I was like I knew it in my heart of hearts and when you get that one right you're like hell yeah like my feelings they're so good and like my my urges are perfect and like I know what I'm doing I'm like a god at this thing and this is and it was the same way that I felt about cannons. <laughs> That's so like, true. I, I, I loved it. I loved it. I loved it. it. I yeah. loved it. In my heart of hearts, I was like, cannons have to cover this game. They might win this game. I know, I know that they are going to do it. In my heart, I know it's going to happen. And then of course it didn't. Your heart's a damn liar. Your heart's a liar sometimes. Your heart is. is a liar sometimes. Yeah. 60% of the time it works all the time is re- yep. is really what you need to remember from that. And Doug loved the cannons so much. His EMO was also the cannons, a plus money play on the money line. So uh, maybe next year, maybe next year, yeah. maybe next year. Uh, I actually did cash in on my EMO, bringing me to five and three on the year. The chaos against the archers just ran it back i said you know if it ain't broke don't fix it it was my emo the week before so i just rolled with it and it was my emo the week after i didn't forget i know i still owe you guys a stone cold beer smash so uh, that will be happening the video will be shared on our twitter page all of us are getting together this weekend for uh, for a little powwow in philadelphia the city of brotherly love how apropos that uh, that's when we'll all be coming together but i will have doug tossing me the beers if he has uh, recovered from the hangover from hell he will toss me the beers the smash will happen the content will be there no worries folks no worries yeah. indeed so that's what happened last week um again uh, great week if you love underdogs. Uh, we'll run down the ATS rankings in a little bit here. But before that, um, I, I just wanted to say again, folks, if you have player props available, you need to peruse those. You need to look through those because credit to the odds makers, they have gotten so much better at the spreads at the totals, at the money lines. As this season has gone on, they have learned just as we have as betters. The lines are getting sharper, but these books, they don't have enough hours in the day to be paying attention to baseball props and lacrosse props. And even you can find football in, in, uh, in, in, or you can find value in football props as well with how many games there are and so many more money and, and, and uh, moves to follow Player props are going to be your best bet. And if we had them by the time we recorded our shows, they would probably be our best bets, our EMOs, because on the season, since they've been offered in Pennsylvania, I've been seven and one on player props, had another three and oh last weekend for wager talk with gutterding over a half goal, a half goal. 
like a, a half goal. Like, like you saw that line and I was like, I don't care. I'm playing this. I I'm playing it. And it's going to be a max play for me. T I took him over too. He had kind of rolled a more facilitator role. I said, you know, as they move back into the playoffs, He's going to be a guy they need to rely on a little bit more. The over two ends up cashing and then a really sneaky value play on a player in Brad Smith, who has scored in all but two of the whip snakes games. His was an over under of one. So I was figuring the worst that I could do is push on that. And then what does he do? He goes out, he scores two goals. So player props, folks, I absolutely love them. If you can find them, bet them. And hopefully you've been having the same success that I've been able to have on some of these player props. And uh, before we move on to some other stuff too, I don't know if either of you have any thoughts on player props and playing those props, but uh, if you do, you know, you can answer with that first, but I just wanted to pick your brain on something, Doug, as far as taking news as a sports better and trying to extrapolate that into how you're going to be betting a game. Because when we recorded our show, you and I were saying in the whip snakes, Redwoods game, the only way that you can look on the spread is Redwoods getting the one and a half points. It wasn't an official bet for either of us, but we said, if you're going to bet this game, this is the way that you should play it is taking the Redwoods. And that was even when we knew about the Erlen injury, then the Perkovich news comes out and I completely do a 180, and I end up losing on a pick that I had rock solid handicapped weeks before, or, or, you know, days before. And then because of some news that came out, like, how do you, in the daily column that you write the rundown for front office sports, like, how do you take news and react to it, but not overreact? Because I think what I did was the perfect example of overreacting to news. Okay, does Perkovich hurt the Redwoods? Sure, not having him in there did, but it shouldn't have been enough to take me off of all the other things that I loved about Redwoods, and it did. You know, how, how do you fight through that as a better? Um. It really depends on situation to situation. Um, you know, you got to think about, you know, I think the best way to think about it is to try and quantify, and I'm not a math guy by any means, but um, try to quantify essentially, you know, what kind of value like any given player has to a team. And, and you know, you really got to think about uh, how much value and try to assign like almost a number to that, right? And one of the things that Red Wings got a lot better at this year was um was at the face-off stripe obviously have a a potentially generational face-off guy in td erland and and just look what happened to them uh in this game in, in this game against web snakes um they got dominated at the stripe they ended up losing um 37 per, or they ended up only winning 37 percent of the face-offs uh whips won 63 percent of them um and it, it just goes to show you like how much value a guy like erland has um, to a team like that and you know Perkovich too like he he also um, has his own little kind of like niche scoring that he does and you know it, it like Redwoods almost got away with it but it was it, it's tough to you know to to evaluate it and um, I think honestly that game might say a little bit more even about Whipsnakes that it dealt about Redwoods um, and and but yeah, I mean, the ultimate takeaway is it, it really kind of depends. I mean, look what happened with whip snakes throughout the season without Matt Rambo. Mm -hmm. um, you know, they really, really struggled. He is such a focal point of that offense. I'd say in lacrosse, we're still learning how he, I think that's part of it too. Is like, we're still learning like how much, how crucial each player is. And I think in, 
in a sport like lacrosse, it probably matters than say in like football, right? Like if your quarterback's injured in football, that's a humongous difference. Um, you know, if you're the chiefs and you go from Patrick Mahomes to, I don't know who, I don't even know who their backup quarterback is. Um, but if you go from Mahomes to there, like that's a humongous, like, and the bookmakers will, will absolutely put that into effect. I wouldn't be surprised if Mahomes is worth like, you know, three, four points at minimum. Um, Cause he, you know, because football is just like that. You need to have, it is Chad Henney. Thank you, Hutton. Um, but Oh yeah, Chad Henney. I forgot he existed. Anyhow. I was going to say Chad Henney. I didn't want to jump in and step on you. Be The only reason that I know is because Chad Henney, much like Ryan Tarafanko, is the pride of Wilson High School. He went to Wilson High School right down the road from me where I was, you know, tooting Ryan Tarafanko's horn. Uh, that's where he ended up going. That's also where Kerry Collins went. So, uh, you know, just five minutes from my house is a hotbed of talent. So that's the only reason that I knew Chad Henney too. So don't feel bad. Well, no. Little, little humble brag. Yeah, a little um, humble brag. Not so humble brag, yeah. I was going to say, it's, I, I thought it might be Chase Daniel. I know he played for them at some point. And right. I, did see a, I did see a tweet the other day that was like, Chase Daniel has the best NFL career ever, and you cannot convince me otherwise because he's made so much money for so little playing time. Sam but, Bradford, I would argue. Sam Bradford had a too. pretty damn good career too. And Matt Flynn also. Ooh, but nice. anyhow, anyhow, well, I digress. Um, <laughs> but, you know, obviously in the NFL – uh, one player makes can make like an absolutely multiple points worth of difference um, in lacrosse. You know, it might be more akin to something like hockey, right? Like if you're missing, you know, a star star player in hockey um, it's bad, but it's not, you know, it's not like there's a bunch of other guys on the team. There's whatever, like 20 some other players on the team. Like it, the, the work all gets spread around and it's the same thing in lacrosse. It's the same thing in like baseball. Um but clearly it makes some difference. Right. And, you know, like I said, we saw it with Rambo and the whip snakes this year. Um, we saw it with Redwoods to some extent last week. Um, and, you know, it's, it's a roundabout way of me of, of me giving a bad answer and being like, I'm not hundred percent sure, but we're, <laughs> but we're figuring it out. That's how um, it goes yeah. though. You know, you, it's, yeah. it's hard. And that's why I wanted to ask you is because there is no real right answer. You know what I mean? Like, like yeah. you need to find out what works for you. And again, even if it works for you, doesn't mean it's going to work for you all the time. So no, I, I'm right there with you, man. And we do have our ATS rankings coming up. And uh, before that, I wanted to get into um, the, the fact that Hutton has been fully converted. If you go back and listen to the first episode, when we were like picking all the games against the spread, um, Hutton, he kept being like kind of like sheepish. He was like, well, you know, I'm not really going to bet real money on any of this stuff until I learn a little bit more. And now we come to semifinal weekend and tell the folks, Hutton, about the semifinal bet that you have worked up because you have learned so much. And I'm like a proud degenerate father when you shared this, uh, this, this photo of, uh, of the bet that you have worked up for this weekend. So tell the people about your semifinal hopes in, uh, in one of the games. Yeah, I've become full degenerate now, thanks to you guys. And I saw, I've been, now I went from one sportsbook app on my phone. Now I have seven on there. And I went and I checked and I saw DraftKings were given the water dogs plus one and a half. And I was like, wow, that kind of surprised me a little bit. I mean, I get the whips are good in the playoffs, but the water dogs are the top seed. You know, I guess Rambo's going back to Philly, but you know, it surprised me a little bit. So I'm like, oh, I wonder if that's the line everywhere else. And sure enough, Caesars has the whip snakes at plus one and a half. So, like any 
good degenerate does even at minus 145 i placed five units on each of them with the hope that it will be a one goal game and i'd get a massive payout now if i lose i lose a little bit but at the end of the day it's not as bad as if i was you know placing one-on-one thing um and my thought process is whipsnakes have played in five one goal games this year that's Mm -hmm. half of their games so i'm feeling pretty good about a one goal game you know and i you know if i if i lose this it's, you know, a little bit of chump change that I lose, but at the end of the day, it's uh, not as bad as if I was only betting on one and, uh, you know, sweating it out. But that's where I'm at. The crowd loves it. Like the, the bet on lacrosse crowd loves the thought behind it. And he's not only just throwing it up there, he has some reasoning behind it as well. Now, Doug, I'll, I'll throw it your way to kind of um, explain, because sure, you know, b- basically what he kind of did, you said it before the show, is he – he made his own prop essentially by betting mm-hmm. this, correct? Yeah, he made he made a prop uh, for a one goal game essentially, um, and also did what we sometimes call, you know, in you most of the time you get it in in football betting is what you call middling, and middling. The reason why the crowd is cheering is because it's a daredevil act. Um, <laughs> you know, you got to be pretty pretty sure you know exactly how this game is going to go. Um, now in lacrosse, it's a little bit different because, you know, in football, they're middling like, you know, Jets plus seven with Jets plus, you know, six or what, or Jets plus uh, three or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Um, which means they're like, okay, well, it's going to be somewhere between a three and a seven point game, or the Jets are going to lose by exactly three or seven points, which is like insane that you feel confident enough to try and do that. Um, whereas this one is, betting on it essentially becoming a one goal game and, and being like, I feel very confident. And, and what's really nice about it is that you actually have um, effectively one point on each side um, to work with. And so I think that is a little, it's a little safer in my mind um, than what you would be normally middling, but you know, you said it yourself, like half of whip snakes games so far have been one goal games. So it's effectively a coin toss that it will be again. And this is a really, really good matchup um, for, for them with water dogs, a team that has beaten them pretty handily before, but that was without Matt Rambo. And I, you know, I see this being a really, really good game and, and it wouldn't be surprising if it ends up being a one score game. And especially because whip stakes have uh, a flair for the dramatic in a lot of their playoff games. Um, so yeah, you know uh, it's, it is a very proud moment for, for me and Dan. I know that. Um, so we love it. <laughs> it's a beautiful thing. And, you know, basically Hutton has guaranteed he's at least going one and something. One of those bets is going to win because of that half yeah. point hook. So if he's also betting some other things on the board, maybe there is an under that he likes a little bit later in some of these games that he's talking about. Maybe there's a money line play that he likes. Maybe there's a future play that he likes. So he's already guaranteed that one of the bets he's going to be winning. He wins both of those. It's a very nice payout and versus that risk reward when you're doing sports betting long term to make money, it's a marathon. It's not a sprint. You know, is that is that a a plus EV play maybe in the long run? You could maybe debate that here and there, but 
what he's essentially done is guaranteed at least one of these plays is going to be winning. He's going to be getting a take back. And uh, if, and if, he, if he has three plays and two of them, you know, both of them hit there, and then his other one hits, he's going to be having buying all our food in Philadelphia. So, you know, that, that's really what it comes down to is it's the difference between eating ramen for dinner or steak for dinner. And he's at least guaranteed he's having ramen, which is not the worst thing at the end of the day. You can dress it like up ramen. and put some chives in there. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, so I love it. I think it's a fun play. I think it's a decent play. I think there's reasoning behind the play. So proud moment for sure. And hoping that it's a one goal game for you. Absolutely. So we'll run down our ATS rankings. We'll get into the games real quick. We'll start with Atlas, who is seven and three overall. They're seven and three against the number covered for the first time in three games last week as one and a half point favorites. They're one of the few teams that as favorites have covered with regularity. We'll get into that a little bit later. The Water Dogs got to rest the week, so they stay in our ATS rankings at six and three overall against the number. They're also six and three. The Chaos, who started off really tough, oh and three out of the gate, have stormed back they have covered in four straight games and in uh matter in six of their last uh seven games so they are now six and four against the spread they're five and five overall you have the whip snakes at six and four straight up and they're only four and six against the number something that i plan on getting into a little bit later as well which then brings us to the best of the rest and these are the teams who are no longer playing. This is the in memoriam segment of the show. Dearly departed. Yes, yes. We pray for the dearly departed as cannons. Three and seven, but better than some of the teams that are left. They are six and four against the number. They finally fail to cover and make Doug and I cry last week. The Woods, just about as average as you can get. Five and five against the number. Five and five straight up. Rest in peace. Redwoods plus 450 ticket for this guy right here. Archers, the team who was everybody anointing them as the champion. They were 3-0 and to start the year, 3-0 and against the spread. They kind of stumble to the finish, at least looking against the number. They finished with a below 500, 4-6 ATS record. They're 5-5 five and five straight up. And um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to spare the chrome. I, I won't even share theirs. It was bad, folks. You can, uh, you can look that up on your own. Uh, two and seven, ATS. So better things will come for chrome back. Don't worry. At least we made money uh, betting against them on the spread. And when they were two and a half point underdogs, they were major money makers for us, folks. Both of their wins straight up and against the spread came two and a half. The best days are definitely to come for the Chrome. They have plenty of talent. They'll be back, folks. Do not worry about that. Which also brings us to our bet on the cross trend segment. Huge thanks to Parker Blake, one of the new contributors for our squad. He did some number crunching, had a whole entire color-coded Excel spreadsheet. Huge thanks to him. If you think underdogs against the spread have been profitable this season, well, you're right. Get this, guys. Blindly playing underdogs in the PLL, 69%. Nice. Nice. I know. That's why I rounded up. It was it was actually like sixty eight point like seven something like that. Rounded no, up uh, that just up. just for the content alone. Sixty nine percent, twenty seven and twelve underdogs against the spread this year. When I read that, 
like it kind of backed up what I thought was that underdogs have just been an insanely profitable endeavor. 69% Doug. I mean, that's like a dream season. If you just blindly walked into the PLL and bet underdogs every week against the spread, you were cashing tickets at a damn near 70% clip. Like that's, that's, that's a dream season. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and when the number, and the thing is, the one thing to keep in mind though is, um, you know, if you're betting underdogs against the spread, a lot of the time that's you're paying more be, juice. Yeah, exactly. Like there's going to be more juice on that. You're going to be paying a lot of minus money, but at 69%, it doesn't matter. Exactly. Like that, like that number right there is making to make it easily worth it. Um, like even if you're paying, I mean, I'm not, you know what, I'm not even gonna try to do the math, but I, all I know is that 69% is nice enough that you will always uh, be profiting at that, even in these scenarios where, where you're laying, uh, where you have to, we have to lay a lot more money. So no. And here's the other one too. Uh, the number is not as stark as shocking, but unders, you know, you and I have talked about, you know, where's the value on the total, the total being a super fun bet this year, get this unders have cashed at a 59% clip unders in the PLL this season went 23 and 16. And that was even after we saw some of these totals get adjusted. And really the standard line that it comes out is either 23 and a half, 24 and a half unders still cashing 23 and 16 to the under. Um, that one was a little bit surprising to me just because lacrosse, I feel like is when, um, when you just ask people about it, it's a high scoring, it's a quick game. Uh, there's a lot of scoring It's back and forth, which I think maybe the under indicates that the games are rather close, but I was surprised surprised to see you know a, a near 60 percent clip that unders were hitting with that regularity something that um you know we we kind of we kind of noticed but until you see that number in front of you you don't realize how real that is you know what i mean yeah and the thing about that too is that the you know the books are psyched about that like the, you know oh, the, yeah. the, the, the books are psyched love, about the nobody wants to bet an under exactly and so and like i wouldn't be surprised like to find out that the public handle was like I don't know, 60, 70 something percent on the overs. And so the books are probably, you know, rolling in dough because of this. Um, <laughs> and, and, and I wouldn't be surprised if there was a lot of situations where they actually like bumped a total up, like maybe a point higher than they would have because they were like, if they were like kind of between two numbers, they were probably like, let's bump it up because in a lot of situations, like they know that the public wants to bet overs. They, the public does not want to bet unders. No. Um, and books know this. So uh, we might have something on this a little later for one of the bets. Um, but uh, as a whole, um, you got to know the books are pretty psyched. And, and like I said, I wouldn't be surprised if this was by design. Yeah, no, I'm right there with you. So uh, interesting stuff. Huge thanks again to our boy Parker. Genius, genius, genius. It was color-coded and everything. Even an idiot like me could read it. It was beautiful. All right, meat and potatoes time, folks. Semifinals in one of my favorite cities, Philadelphia. City of brotherly love. The crew's all going to be there. It's going to be a great time. Cannot wait for these games but you want to know what the heck are we betting on? It all starts 11 a.m. this coming Sunday. It's Atlas taking on Chaos. Atlas are one and a half point favorites. The over under the total is 23 and a half. As a matter of fact, both 
of our best bets come from this game. But I'll throw out some thoughts. We'll throw it to uh, Doug. We'll get some of Hutton's thoughts on this game as well. Uh, This was a game that happened earlier in the season. This matchup only one time. It was a 16-10 to win for Atlas in the lone meeting of these two clubs this season. For what it's worth, Atlas is the best team in the league against the spread. We we gave you the rankings there, seven and three against the number. However, even more impressively, they have been the one team to cover as a favorite with regularity. You know, we've been talking about how much it's it's cashing on the underdogs. They're four and two as one and a half point favorites. That's the best number as a favorite in the league four straight one and a half point covers. However, as an underdog for chaos, three of those were outright wins. So, you know, there's, there's some conflicting stats here and it really is going to come down to which team is hotter. Again, that, that total kind of a low one at 23 and a half. We'll maybe have some thoughts on that, but the main thing that stands out to me guys, as far as this game goes, is that chaos just it seems like it's their mo to sneak into the tournament just find a way to get in and then just go canadian all over everyone's asses like they they truly i don't know if you guys watch always sunny in philadelphia it's apropos because they're going to philadelphia this week so the thing is is there's an episode that charlie he's all america up and he's like i'm gonna go over all america over everybody's asses with his like crazy voice that no one but charlie day can really do right out of my face okay That was the only picture I had in my head was like towers with like a Canadian bandana on just like, we're going to go Canadian all over everybody's asses. Cause that's what happens. It's what happened last year. They ended up making it to the, 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 the championship game after struggling through the group play in the championship series, they struggle through the regular season and they get hot at the right time. Do you think there's reasoning behind that? Is it the 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 box meets field style that they play? It takes a little bit to get some of that rhythm. Um, you know, I'll, I'll start with you, Doug, but, you know, Hutton's been covering this league and professional lacrosse a little bit longer than us, so I'd love to get his take on the box adapted to the field. But, you know, is there anything to sneaking in and going Canadian all over everybody's asses? By the way, you were saying that you think only Charlie Day can do that, but that was actually a very good Charlie Kelly. Like, I'm not going to lie. Like, like, squeaky. Yeah, that was really good. Um, so I commend you for that <laughs> Thanks. one. Thanks, buddy. So, you know, yeah, I mean, it's it's interesting to to kind of feel out, like, how Chaos keeps doing this. Uh, first of all, it, it very much lives up to their namesake, right? They are, like, They're the most chaos. chaos. They are the most chaotic team in the league, no question. You just never know what team you're going to get with them um clearly I, I saw this a lot on social media you know they've got a lot of they've got a lot of guys who play with a lot of emotion um they got a lot of guys who play with chips on their shoulder and I saw you know on social media after they beat archers they were like yeah like oh remember we only got picked to win like 18 percent of no like not even they got picked to win like tw- like whatever it was like 12 11 of the brackets or something like that um and and clearly they took that to heart and that, that's just what this kind of team does. And it all starts with Andy Towers. And I, you know, Andy Towers is a really interesting guy. Um, he's a very smart guy. Um, and he lets out this, he, you know, he has this like very big, crazy demeanor. Um, and I think a lot of people get distracted by that and don't realize that he's a really, really smart guy. And he really, really knows what he's doing. It's, it's not surprising to me 
that he gets his guys going for the big games. And, and the other thing to remember about chaos is that they have just such a talented, they do have such a talented team and we don't always see it. And I, I think that um, especially when they have, you know, the best goalie in the league with Blaze Reardon, um, it, I think what happens sometimes is, you know, they'll, they'll let up some goals. They, they won't play up to their potential, but all they need is for Blaze to show up at the right time. And he always seems to show up at the right time. Um, you know, their defense has stepped it up. Well, they've got great, they've got fantastic scores. Um, I always say that, you know, a lot of people like to, like to talk about um, some of these other players in the league who, you know, might be better scorers, but I think Josh Byrne is right up there with everyone else. Agreed. Like Josh Byrne is, Josh Byrne's absolutely fantastic. 100%. And I, I think he's one of the best scorers in the league. Um, you know, he scored the between the legs goal last year. It was Nasty. the sickest, one of the sickest yeah. lacrosse goals I've ever seen in my whole yeah. life. And the nuts to do that in a game is ridiculous. And it just, and again, it's the persona of the entire team that, you know, they have these guys who have this ability and at the end of the day, like they have confidence that they're going to win games, like even when they're not winning games. And even though, you know, they lost to, I, I believe they lost to Atlas uh, by six goals last time. Um, I think they still are coming into this game with a lot of confidence that they can win it. Um, and I, I, again, wouldn't be surprised. They did the exact same thing last year. Everybody was against them last year and, you know, they made it to the championship game and gave whip snakes a really, really good run for their money. Um, wouldn't be surprised to see it happen again. No. And, you know, again, we'll give our thoughts, both of our best bets come in this game, but I'll, you know, end this before I throw it Hutton's way and just say, I would be shocked if either of these teams end up winning this game by the margin that the first matchup was just from how much better um, chaos has been playing, um, you know, a little bit more of Atlas on film. They were kind of sneaking up on people. Don't take anything away from them. Don't get me wrong. They're terrific. And I completely echo those sentiments. Remember that uh, the PLL top shelf game that came out, the, uh, the, the mobile game where you're able to like flick and shoot. I, uh, I worked my tail off just so that I could get a Josh Byrne MVP as my shooter. I, I love Byrne. I'm right there with you, brother. So yeah. chaos being chaotic, is there something to that, Hutton? I mean, it seems like every year this is what they're able to do. They're able to get hot at the right time. They're able to keep those oars in the water. You've had interviews with some of the aforementioned people like Towers, like Byrne. So um, your thoughts as you look at this chaos team and how they're able to constantly keep getting away with this, so to speak. Yeah, I, I'll look at what the Chaos, I think, do really, really well, which is put them in this position, and then I'll kind of go with what the Atlas could maybe do to disrupt that. But it starts and ends with Blaze. They live by Blaze, they die by Blaze, and the thing is they've been living by Blaze a lot. They He has never made less than 10 saves in a game during his three years in the PL. That just shows that this team, you know, one, it shows that he can make those type of saves. I mean, he... he uh, I don't know what the update is is now, but it at one point through 24 games during the PLL, he had averaged 16 and a half saves. Like that's unheard of. Um, so they're going to live by blaze. They're going to die by blaze. That's why he's asked to make so many saves because they press out. They try to disrupt this offense. They did that with the archers, whereas they really disrupted the top scores of this archers team by just pressing out and saying, all right, beat us. Well, you know, we have confidence in blaze stopping you, you know, even if you get a good solid shot on cage. So, that's their game plan. I think they're going to take a similar approach, you know, in this Atlas game. That's where I think, you know, the Atlas might give them some trouble, though, because the Atlas can score in a variety of ways. You know, Jeff Teat plays kind of all over the field. He's obviously on that lefty side, but he can play up top. He can play down low. He can be a facilitator. He can be a scorer. Um, 
He's got a great two-man game, and the Atlas play a similar style to the Chaos in a way. They're a little bit more fluid, but, you know, Chaos loved doing those two-man games on the wings. Yep. Atlas liked doing that too. Um, you know, I had a good conversation with Jake Watson and Joe Keegan a little bit, and the big question is, you know, Jack Rowlett would probably be Chaos's top cover guy. Do you have him cover Teat? Because I think Jeff Teat would be perfectly content pulling out Jack Rowlett on the island and letting them play five on five. And I think the Atlas would, you know, have a field day with them if they do that. So I, I think that's where it's going to be a little bit difficult. The chaos have, you know, essentially three top cover guys. They don't really have a guy like Brody Merrill that they had two years ago, kind of, you know, being that second slide guy, you know, being that communicator, they kind of, again, they just press out, they force you to beat them. And if you do beat them, they got blaze, you know, backstopping them. So um, I do like the Atlas in this game. I don't know if I'm confident enough to take them plus one and a half, Definitely on the money line um, if you're willing to lay that juice and if you like the Atlas. But, you know, again, the chaos based on Blaze's performance, they definitely have a shot in this. And I agree with you guys. I think it's going to be a lot closer than what we saw earlier in the season. See, that's why I love it when Hutton's with us because that's just – that's info that Doug and I cannot give you. Only one of the best in the biz, Hutton Jackson. You don't, get it any, you don't get it anywhere else either. That's facts. It's facts. Bet on lacrosse. It's the holy triumvirate. We're the rush – of podcasts um there's probably like three people who get that reference um so uh we'll move on to the whip snakes and water dogs game as i said doug and i both have best bets coming from that one the whip snakes despite being the lower seed two straight games that they are the favorites against the spread whips are one and a half point favorites the total is 24 and a half and i think we can't talk about this game we can't handicap this game Doug without kind of batting around the old again axiom betting axiom just sports axiom rest versus rust both of these teams were guaranteed to have a week off but water dogs have not seen field action in two straight weeks you know they 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 had their free bye week because they got that one seed and this was a team for what it's worth early in the season the only games that they had won prior to going on a little bit more of a roll was when they had continuity and they were having two games in back to back, you know, the, the, the two game weekends. So, you know, that, that is something that concerns me for a water dogs, one seed, um, the rest versus rust aspect. Does that worry you at all for your ticket that's sitting in your pocket on the water dogs to win the championship, Doug? In a word. Yes. Uh, it's, I can't help but be like very nervous about this game um, in terms of my future ticket on the water dogs, because, because we've seen this so many times before we've seen whip snakes uh, do their thing. Like they just, they just do what they're going to do at all times and they, they dominate. And I think what we're, what we're going to do either way um, is we're going to see what kind of team water dogs is. Right. Agreed. Um, because they've had this this the two weeks off, I wouldn't be surprised if they go down early. Um, you know, they've had a lot of time off. I think that they're not necessarily ready for the game speed. And I would not be surprised if they go down going into halftime um, that they're losing this game. It wouldn't be would not shock me in any way. Um, if I had a first line half line anywhere, I'd probably be taking whip snakes first half, like no question. Because I, you know, Web Snakes will be much re- more ready to go out of the gates. Um, you know, I, you would think at least. And it's, and we're just going to, and then that second half is going to be very, very interesting. We'll just have to see what happens with Water Dogs. 
Um, and we can find out if they're a championship caliber team because this is something that Wish Snakes have done in the past. Um, you know, they go down early and then they make a crazy comeback and and win the game um, in you know on the biggest stages. And it'll it'll just be very interesting to see if Water Dogs can do that. Um, I, I think they've definitely got that potential. Um, you know, one place where they where they really were great. Uh, and their first game with whips was, was at the face-off stripe with, um, you know, with Jake Weathers. And, and that's also to say too, that um, Joe Nardella was not as dominant this year as he was in years past. Um, He's had flashes, but I would agree overall in the whole entire season, it hasn't been what we came to expect from the Nard dog. Exactly. And um, you know, water dogs in that first game won 74% of the face-offs. Jake Withers won 74% against the percent of the faceoffs against Joe Nardella. I think, no, never mind. He, yeah, no, I think Joe Nardella actually conceded a couple faceoffs because he was just getting killed out there. He was getting roasted. Um, and it's one thing that makes me feel fine about water dogs because, um, you know, I, I clearly face off is such a big deal in this league, you know, and, and if they can keep that possession and keep the field tilted, um, they can they can go out to the their really great wing play um, and, and kind of go from there. And that's the only way they're going to be able to stay in this game. But I wouldn't be surprised if Whip Snakes come out as the hotter team and then we'll just see. You know, we'll have to just see how it goes from there. Yeah, and there have been, for what it's worth, on DraftKings, you know, some some live odd lines. So there's not a lot that I really love on the board this week to, you know, because you know how I like to bet. I like to hit the openers. Like, I like to have what I think is going to happen heading into the week, and then I like to hit those opening numbers. This was really the first week, maybe a little bit in quarterfinals week as well, that nothing really screamed out to me as a crazy value play because – I think the way that I would look in this game would be water dogs getting the one and a half, but I would much rather wait in game and kind of get a more advantageous price on that than laying the, you know, minus 150 or minus 155 that you have to do right now. Because when I look at the whips, yes, they're six and four overall. Yes, they are the only champion the league has ever known. But as mentioned when we were running through the ATS rankings, they're only four and six against the number. And here's the even more stark thing, guys, is as favorites they're one and six. So they're one and six as favorites. Three of those games are outright losses. So it's not like you can just set it and forget it with the whips, which you feel like you should be able to because of the talent that they have. So the only way that I would probably be looking spread wise in this game is the water dogs, but it doesn't make it for my, my best bet because I, I just can't lay that huge juicy price when i know there's live odds available and if my handicap ends up being right okay maybe I, I play the whips live or play the water dogs when there is live betting opportunities if you don't have a strong feeling don't just bet to get action in wait to see what happens you don't have to bet pre-flop wait until you see the cards dealt and then react to that and then if there's any value you can find live betting that i think is going to be your better way to attack these games this weekend because nothing really outside of what I have for my best bet, my EMO, which is, you'll see it's a, it's a little bit um, going around the ring because it was hard to find stuff that I love this week, but there are thoughts that I love going into this week and there are handicapping things that I like heading into this week. But why, if I know they're going to have live odds, why would I bet it pre-flop? I'll see if what I, what I thought was right. And then we'll see what ends up happening there. 
The other thing that I would probably look to in this game, um, or actually, Doug, do you have anything to say on just live betting before I give my last thoughts and throw it to Hutton before we uh, step aside, get you our best bets, our EMOs? Live betting, um, what do you kind of think about the uh, the take about betting post-flop? Well, all I can say right now is that you have se- you have severely uh, piqued my interest because, like, <laughs> we're going to be there. We're going to be at the Oh, field, you're right. right? I didn't that's think the thing. about that. That's what I'm saying is like, we're going to be there. And I complete, and I honestly, I kind of agree with you. Like, I think you can get a really good number. Like I said, if this game goes the way that I think it's going to, you could maybe get a really good number on water dogs and we'll just be there. Like we'll be at the field. And I might just, at one point, we might just have to turn to each other and just be like, all right, is, is it is this now is the time? time? Yeah, this, this is, is the time. time. Or, we'll just, this is we the, won't even say know, anything. We'll just look at each other. We'll wink and we'll know that yeah, this, like, this with, is the time. Like, I don't know if whip stakes goes up by like four or five early, like maybe we're just like, okay, like let's, let's grab that water dogs lifeline because, and, and that's the whole thing with live betting. And that's the only, and the one thing I'll say about it is you have to go in with a strategy, right? Like you can't just, you know, and it's the same thing with any betting. Um, you know, you have to, you need to be doing everything for a reason. Like, and you can't just be like, eh, I, I, I feel like this is the right move. And it's especially true with live betting. Um, with live betting, you really need to be like, I don't love water dogs plus one and a half minus 155. That's a little too much juice for me. Um, especially if you can get a live line of like two and a half, three and a half, whatever. Like I would like that a lot better, but I can't get that until I see how this game goes. And if our hypothesis is correct and whip snakes come out hotter, then you know, maybe that's, maybe that's our opportunity to, to take water dogs instead with a much more advantageous line. And conversely it, you know, maybe our plan, maybe our hypothesis won't be correct. Maybe water dogs will come out as the hotter team. And that might be the time to take whip snakes when, especially when they become underdogs, like the line might flip at the beginning of the game. Um, and then that might not be a bad opportunity to take whip snakes too. So yeah, like pre-flop, I, I don't know that I can really make a judgment call on this one. It's just too, it's just too tight. It's just too close. But yeah, I'm uh, when I'm standing in Philadelphia, uh, watching this game live, I would not be surprised if I end up with a live bet on my hands on either one of these teams. I love it. And also to reward the bet on the cross listeners, if you're going to the game in Philadelphia, when there is the opportunity to hit the live bet, on either of these teams, obviously follow us on Twitter at newbie talks at Doug Greenberg at Hutton Jackson at the show at bet on the cross. But if you're actually in the stadium, I'll do, um, you know, that episode of SpongeBob when they're hanging out with the, the frying Dutchman or the flying Dutchman, whatever the hell mm-hmm. the guy's name is. And uh, they have their war cries, the little, little from Patrick. I will audibly do that in the stadium. I'll probably get kicked out uh, because I do have press credentials. They're going to be like, what the hell is this dude doing? If you hear that noise, you'll know, go to our social media because we'll be telling you about a live betting opportunity. If you hear, that's when you know live betting is going to be happening. Because we want to reward the listeners that rode with us all season, Doug. Yeah, we will be putting out a signal. I, I got to come up with a signal too. Maybe I'll do my, I have like a little bird call that I do. It's pretty wild. Ooh, okay. Um, I'll bring out the magic. Conch. Yeah, hit it. Hit it. What, no, what's the, like, yeah, the magic conch little, is a good one. What's this? So we'll do a little wow. bit of that. And wow. if you hear that in the stadium, that, that'll, be, that'll be my car. Yeah. It's a, it's actually, it's tech. It's a loon call, right? Loons are in Maine. So I learned nice. how to do this when I was in Maine for a that. little bit. A loon so that'll be, call. We get loony, baby. <laughs> 
Yeah, we're getting loony with a live bet, right? Wow. So that'll be so that'll be the signal, right? And, and we'll do the lead call. If you hear some very weird noises in the stadium, yeah. Yeah. that is your signal to, when, to live bet. When you see Doug and I being escorted out, you know I should probably bet on one of these teams live. And it's probably the team that's the underdog. Um, I digress. We've gone off the rails before the show ever even started. The other thing that I would look at, and then I'm going to throw it your way, Hutton, to wrap all this and give some sanity back to the program, Mr. Magic Conch. Praise the Magic Conch! The under for me in this game. Um, as I kind of laid out, the under's going 23 and 16 this season. The other thing is, is that both of these teams, I think perception-wise, they're high-powered offenses. You know, they got Sowers, who will probably be back on the field. You have some goaltending struggles for um, for the uh, the Whip Snakes. However, I would be kind of surprised if they end up going back to Burn Lore this week because um, you know Phipps didn't do too bad in his stead. I think around 60% on the save percentage. The Water Dogs also of the four teams that are left, they had the best scores against average, only 10.9 scores per game allowed. And the Whips, I think, surely are going to have focus on defense both ways. Ward has been having a great season towards the end of the year and some of the struggles that he fought through. Um, I think the goaltending is going to be live. I think the under, while it's not an official play for me, it may be something that I'm betting the under 24 and a half. And that's something that I was kind of looking at in this game. Hutton, you get the last word brother on whip snakes, one and a half point favorites as they take on the water dogs, 24 and a half final game of semifinal weekend. Well, I've been tempted to live bet before and I never actually have. And now I'm like really tempted because I'm thinking, okay, I'm hedging both with plus one and a half. Do I see if a team gets down by, you know, three or four goals, play that plus <laughs> money, hope that team comes yes, back and play the other do. side. This is, this is getting I mean, like, this I is, getting, this is going too far. I might need this to is bestception. It's betception. It's a bet inside of a bet inside of a bet. Just spin a top Hutton and then we'll see if, you, uh, if we can wake you up or not. Oh, I feel man, like I, I, I need to drop I, a star. I, mean, yeah. oh, I, I, I might to have to stay away from you guys. You might be a bad influence or you might be the best influence in the world on me. Who knows? Um, we'll, we'll find <laughs> out. But uh, yeah, that my, my only thing is I think I go back to what you guys were saying. This is a really tough one to choose. That's why I am playing it both ways, essentially. Um, you know, and I just, you know, tell people like, again, DraftKings right now, a lot of the sports books out there are giving the water dogs the points. But, you know, if you do like the whip snakes, and you want to take them with the points, you know, you have to lay a little bit more at minus 145. I think it might be minus 155 now. But, uh, you know, if you don't feel comfortable maybe taking them on the money line and you want to have that extra cushion, you can get them on Caesars, you know, plus one and a half. So that's where, you know, I would just always shop the lines a little bit and and, and see what's out there because you might be able to find some value uh, based on what your gut's telling you. Like, here's the thing. We were very proud of you for the middling, right? And And now you're saying you might want to, to follow us on this live betting and you're gonna have like three bets on the spread on this game and I, I'm, I'm thinking of like the meme from from star wars from the prequels where it's like padme being like you're going down a path i can't follow like <laughs> like this is it's too much like it's I, I i'm sorry like i'm sorry we did this you're breaking my heart you're going down a path i can't follow or or you're padme and you're like you're not going to bet anymore on this game, are you? Yeah. Are you? <laughs> exactly. You're done, you're done betting on the. You're done betting on this game, right? Yeah, yeah. No, I can't help it. He can't help it, folks. He's he's submersed himself into the culture. 
And now you're stuck with this, man. You're a D-Gen for life. Alongside my co-host, with the co-host, co-most, Doug Greenberg. I'm Dan Alexander at Newbie Talks. Hutton Jackson rolling with us as well. We're going to step aside real quick. Best bet coming your way. EMO coming your way. That's some extra money opportunities all up in your face. Let's hear from our friends at Anchor. Now it's time for what you have all been waiting for. You stuck around on one of our lengthier episodes. Hey, when it's semifinals, when it's finals, sure, there's only two games to talk about, but a lot of betting theory that you got in this episode. Hopefully you enjoyed it and you'll be rewarded for sticking it around. Oh, yeah. Simply the best. And it's time for our best bet segment. All bat lead off here. My best bet this week is chaos plus one and a half against the Atlas. You know, I love Atlas. Don't get me wrong. Honestly, I think they probably will win this game, but this is all about numbers for me, guys. Chaos has covered the one and a half spread in four straight games. Atlas, sure, they're four and two as one and a half point favorites, but both of those ATS losses came in their last three games. They've had a struggle down the stretch here once people have kind of figured out how their offense flows, covering that with regularity. Look, Towers and company aren't going to roll over for anyone. And I, like I said earlier, I would be shocked if you see another 16 to 10 lopsided win either way in this game, but you know, it's bulletin board material for our guy, Andy towers with how improved chaos has looked. This is the only way that I can look. Give me the chaos getting the one and a half points against Atlas. That is my best bet. Doug, your game also looking at a best bet in this matchup. Where are you going, my man? Yes, sir. I'm also looking at Chaos Atlas. I'm looking for my best bet. I am looking at the under 23 and a half. And you know what? The reason why is partially because I didn't want to bet on Chaos plus one and a half also. Um, because clearly when we do that, it doesn't work. So the double best bet is the auto fade material. So I appreciate that brother. Exactly. So I really loved chaos plus one and a half too. It's what I was looking at for this one. Um, you know, it's one of the fairest lines on the board, but I came up with this one on the total on this under 23 and a half because of that bet, right? Because of chaos plus one and a half minus one twenty five. because I think if chaos are going to win this game or stay competitive in this game, they got it's going to be a low scoring game right like they're going to win this game by grinding it out like if it if it's a shootout if it's you know a sprint or you know uh, whatever you want to call it, it's a boat race or whatever um atlas are going to win this game right because atlas just have more firepower they they have more ways to score they're a little they they're able to do that a little bit better than chaos does i think if chaos is going to win this game they're going to keep it defensive um and their defense has looked really really good the last couple of weeks um you know obviously blaze is back there but jack rowlett um has looked really good he was the defensive player of the week in the quarterfinals i do love chaos in this game and i think that there's a very good chance that they take it under so i will and to be fair like the the first time that these two teams met um it was not it, it went much further over this total but i believe uh, the total was a lot higher in that game. I think it was 26 and a half and it just barely got over. Right. It was, it was a, you know, bad beat or it was a, a backdoor cover or whatever, however you want to call it. I don't see it going that way this time. It's the playoffs. They're going to tighten this play up. 
Um, and I wouldn't be, and I wouldn't be surprised to see Atlas tighten it up too. Um, so give me that chaos Atlas under 23 and a half for my best bet. There it is. Best bets. We're both looking to game one. So we may be super pissed off by, uh, by the time game two rolls around. No, we're just kidding. It's all in good fun, folks. Never bet with money. You can't afford to lose because winning money is fun, but having the stories about losing money pretty damn fun too emo extra money opportunity time and i'm throwing right back the way of the co-host with the co-most dougie fresh how we getting some extra money in the listeners pockets this week what are you looking at for your emo all right so for my emo i'm actually going to do a parlay water dogs plus one and a half minus 155 and under 23 and a half chaos and atlas uh, you might recognize that from two minutes ago when I said that that was my best bet. This is actually something that I do on the rundown sometimes and varying degrees of success. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't, but I will often parlay a pick that I really, really like with something else that, that I also like coming up later. And I think this is actually a really good opportunity to do that. Um, I feel pretty confident in that under 23 and a half. Um, you know, like I said, I think it's going to be a low scoring game. And, and I truly believe that no matter what happens, I think water, the Water Dogs whips next game, I think it is going to be a one. It's either going to be a one-goal game or Water Dogs are going to win it um, by a pretty solid margin. So I, I feel pretty confident being able to take that. And frankly, when I plugged that in to the old like parlay function um, on, you know, on Sportsbook, I was expecting to get back like a number, I don't know, like 180 plus 180 plus 190 was not expecting to break 200 Ooh. and I got plus 214 spit out of this. So if you combine that water dogs plus one and a half minus 155 with the under 23 and a half at chaos Atlas uh, minus 110, that spits out plus 214, which is really, really great value. Um, you know, you can throw a half unit on this if you really want to. Uh, you don't even have to throw the full unit on there. So that's what I'm looking at. I like water dogs plus one and a half minus 155 parlay with the under 23 and a half in chaos Atlas minus 110 spits out plus 214. That is my EMO. What do you have, Mr. Daniel? Oh, I love that, man. And, and mine's a little bit outside the box as well, because my EMO for this week is the whip snakes to win the title at plus 175. Sure, you could have got them at plus 700. You could have got them at all these other prices. And no, this isn't a fade on the water, Dugs. Don't get me wrong, folks. I'm all aboard the doggos. I, I want them to win this game. This is all both of my plays this week is about value. And if the whips beat the doggos, they'll likely be favorites against the Atlas or chaos. So essentially what I'm looking to do here is make a two game parlay out of the whip snakes here. So you're going to get the whips at better odds that you're going to possibly be able to get them. And you can't possibly parlay two of these games together unless you did a mechanical parlay. That's all this other stuff to get into. It'll hurt your brain. So if they do win, you can just hit the other team next week, whether it be Atlas or chaos on the money line or against the spread, depending on what the better payout price is going to be lock in your profit and enjoy championship weekend sweat free. My EMO whips to win the title plus one, seven, five, a pure value play for me. And that is going to do it for the show for the semifinal edition of bet 
on lacrosse. Hopefully you enjoyed it. Again, I'm Dan Alexander at Newbie Talks on Twitter. Alongside me, as always, Doug Greenberg. Get him on Twitter. Check out the rundown each and every weekday at Doug Greenberg, Hutton Jackson, producing the show, hopping in, giving great thoughts. Check out their episode of Pro Lacrosse Talk. He and Adam Moore have quite the guest. Have a feeling this one's going to be a fun one to listen to. Make sure you check that out as well, which does it for us. Again, folks, we're going to be in Philly for the semifinals. If you see us there, if you see my locks, you see uh, Doug's chiseled chin, you got to stop out and you got to say hello to us. We would love to chat with you. We'll have some cool taste shirts that will be rocking so you'll be able to find us pretty darn easily but that does it for us all these bets are guaranteed to hit and if they don't there's only one reason they don't i've been saving this drop for last you know why because bad things happen in philadelphia bad things that's the only way that the bets don't win folks Hopefully you enjoyed the episode. Get at us on Twitter at bet on lacrosse. Check out what we do at lax playground as well. And we will be back for finals weekend. Bad things not going to happen in Philadelphia this weekend. We'll talk to you next week's folks. Have a good week.